Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brenning and Jack McEnroe. They'll be taking your calls and speaking with a different guest each week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Pods I Am Radio. Today is Sunday, September 18th. I'm your host, Robert Brining. This evening, I am joined by the fabulous co-host, Jack McEnroe. How are you doing, Jack? I'm fabulous. <laughs> As usual? <laughs> I guess. No, I actually had a really, I've had a really good summer. Except for I have to apologize for last week. Because I literally was lying in my bed watching TV, getting ready to do the show with my phone in my hand, and I woke up two hours later with the phone still in my hand with text on it. It's just like, where the hell are you? I'm like, these scenes. <laughs> and I never fall asleep watching. I never take naps. I don't fall asleep. I'm like, I was like, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> So, no, that uh, was fine. We, I, I was fine. I, uh, you know, um, Larry was on last week, so we had a very interesting. No, I mean show, he seemed so. groovy. I felt bad because he was. We were tweeting him and I during the week, yeah. and he was like, he was like, oh, he's like, I'm looking forward to doing the show, and I was like, me too, totally, and I fucking slept through it, so I'm such a loser, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, what else is new? I heard you're coming to Philly. I'm coming to Philly for, it's my third year for the AIDS walk, and I don't exactly know what they're doing because certain people don't have their act together, but um, it's still a ways off. It's not until, it's not for a month, it's not until October 16th, so um, it's that Sunday, and I know that I'll be in a booth at least and wandering around talking to people and getting people psyched. Hopefully, I think the last two times, no, one year it wasn't raining, and one year it was last year, the year before the weather was awful. So hopefully yeah, it, it won't be raining, and, um, you know, I'll be at a booth saying hi to people and whoever. I hope people come and see me because it's always more fun <laughs> instead of sitting there like a tool by myself. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but it's been fun. In the past, right? What? I said they can come and take photos with you and... You know, all that oh, fun yeah, totally. stuff there and get all that creative you know, Yeah, you. you know me. I'm so easy breezy cover girl like that. I'm like, I'll talk to I'll talk to a tree. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's funny because people before said, like, I saw you, but I was totally intimidated to come up and talk to you. I'm like, please, half the time I'm so bored. I'm like, please, I'm like clipping my cuticles. I'm like, please, come and talk to me. Have your picture taken with me. I'm like. Squeeze my boobies. Do something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know how that is because, you know, when I when I first reached out to you, I was very, like, when I first met you, I was very standoffish when we went to the I know. I, very, I get like, that all the time. I think it's so, like, it's not funny, but it's, I understand. I mean, listen, I kind of get it if you don't know me. I mean, once you know me, you know that I'm such a tool and, like, I'm totally, like, just a big jokester, but... 
But I think when people see someone on TV or know of someone from whatever, you know, but don't really know them, they imagine this whole fabulous fictional life that they must have or that they're so busy or, and I was like, that's so stupid. Why would anyone do that? And then I found myself doing the exact same thing because Anderson Cooper goes to my gym. So I was like, Ooh. and I never talked, and, and I didn't talk to him for like two years because I was like, God, you know, I'm sure he gets bothered all the time and people, you know, must, he must have some fabulous life. And I'm sure he well, he does have a boyfriend who, but, um, uh, well, I mean, He's not supposed to be out, but whatever. <laughs> it's common. It's actually, it's well, I didn't mean to out him, but it's common knowledge that he's gay. And, um, I hope you outed him. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, so, you know, people were like, and I was like, oh, well, I've never talked to him because I just always assumed he didn't want to be bothered. And then I started talking like like a month ago. He did a piece on the 30-year uh, anniversary of AIDS, and I and I just said, oh, that was a really good piece. And he's like, oh, thanks. And so then we started talking, and now we talk all the time. So it's like that kind of thing where you just have to break the ice, and then it's, I mean, everyone's obviously, I mean, I'm sure there's people that are awful divas, but for the most part, anyone I've ever talked to, even no matter how famous they are, like, have been super freaking cool. So, nice. so it's funny. Yeah, I it's usually the people that are not really famous, like me, <laughs> that get a little taste of being like an athlete celebrity, and then they're the ones that become icky because, I mean, really, really famous people are the ones that have to deal with, like, it's really hard. I mean, to, I mean, I've even been in situations where, you know, people just don't know boundaries and you're kind of scared for your own security and things getting inappropriate. And, um, but you know, when you're really seriously famous and people really know who you are, it's different as opposed to that middle tier of fame where people like weren't famous. And then all of a sudden, like I ran into a few of those that were done parades with people and that were like, like has been music stars and like sort of dance, you know, just a few people I won't name names, but I, I was really unimpressed by how nice they were. And I think actually, like, you should be the ones who should be really nice because you don't have a career. So, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It's interesting. It's never what you think. No, it's, it's never what you think. How long has it been since you were on Project Runaway? Uh, this summer was four years. Okay, so four years. And I think right around the time you were on was probably the same time that my partner was on his show. And I think that that, like, it, it just it seems like the whole Facebook and Twitter generation was just not then. And if it was, things would be so different. Right. Like, it totally really expand people's fan base and how people really reach out to certain people that are on, like, you know, reality shows or things like that. And I think right. that if this, you know what I mean, it would be a totally different story if Twitter was around and all that stuff back then when people – you know, we're so involved with social media like they are now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I remember, because believe it or not, I mean, everyone's so obsessed with Facebook. Facebook is only right. three years old. Like, because we were, our our season was all about, remember MySpace? So, like, we all had our own MySpace pages that were crazy yeah. and <laughs> filled with videos. And, like, that's what we updated all day long. And then this thing came along, came Facebook. And then people were like, you know, so now actually, um, 
you're right. It's different. We're reaching out to people, but I still have people. Cause I'm always like, listen, just reach. I'm I'm so, I'm so approachable on Facebook and I do read all my messages. I mean, the ones that just say you're hot, I'm like, okay. And I delete them. And, um, but, but it, well, I mean, I don't, I mean, listen, I have four Facebook accounts and they're all full. So I have 20,000 people and it's like, I probably have 200 messages a day and I'm not joking. 95% of them are like from foreign countries and just people saying like, you're hot. And I'm like, um, okay. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? Thanks. I go to the gym a lot. Um, okay. I'm like, you're in Venezuela. So, and you don't speak English. So that's nice. Thank you so much. But if it's someone, well, if it's someone who has a legitimate question about HIV and I probably get, at least 10 a week now from people that are yeah. just found out or their friend found out or they say they're asking for a friend or whatever it is. And I always write back. Like I, you know, I mean, I give people my phone number and, and I mean, a lot of people just want the initial, the main thing is the initial, I just found out I'm freaking out. What do I do? And then, and then they just need to be talked out of their tree. And once they, get the basic facts and then I know there's a lot of treatment options and you need to get these numbers done with your blood work and um, you know and it's like there's a there's a huge HIV community that can support you and here's some great websites and once they get all that and the fear factor is kind of swept away then it's it's a lot better so um, talk me through I'm on the, the blog talk radio site and how do I get into the chat room <laughs> I can't find it um, refresh the page if you're listening live and you don't see the chat room. Um, if you're listening to this, this specific uh, show, you were in there earlier. I saw you in there. and then you I know, out. but then I closed it on accident. Whatever, I'll figure it out. But we can talk about that later because I think our guest is on the line now. Awesome. So I thought we could um, bring our guest on. Um, okay, cool. So our, our guest this evening um, is a gentleman by the name of Jeff Berry, and he is the editor of Positively Aware magazine. Um, he's the Which I believe is based out of I believe it's based out of Chicago, but I'm on the cover. But I've right. been on so many covers, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, he's been living with HIV for over 20 years. He's a member of the AIDS Treatment Activist Coalition and Fair Pricing Coalition, and his latest project is the second annual Day with HIV in America. And this is really cool because I participated in the last year, and I sent in a photo. And what it does is it allows um, individuals, everyday person living with HIV, to send in a photo of themselves at any point during the day. And he'll come in and talk about it, so we'll let him talk about it more when he comes on. So let me uh, bring on uh, Jeff Berry. Welcome to the show. Hi, uh, Robert. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. How are you? How are you? I'm good. So were we right about Chicago? Me. Pardon? We were right about it's Chicago, based, right? You're based out of Chicago, right? Yes, yes, we're in Chicago. Um, we are um, published by Test Positive Aware Network, which is an aid service organization here in Chicago. And um, we've been, the magazine uh, has been, Going for over 20 years now, and we just uh, we're going to celebrate 25 years for TPAN uh, next year. Awesome! And I know Jack. Yes, you were on the cover, and but we haven't actually met. And Robert, I don't think we've met either. So it's good no, to talk to you both yet. on the phone at least. 
And and again, thank you me thank you for having me on the show. I'm really uh excited to be here. Good, we love it. Um well so, so tell us about tell us of, I know a little bit actually about the take a photo of yourself on September September twenty first, I believe, right? Correct. Yeah, this Wednesday. Tell us about that, because I think I'm actually doing it. <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I talked yeah. to Stephen, and I, I said, yeah, and Jack, uh, your your uh, buddy Stephen. So I was like, yeah, uh, tell Jack, you know, we'd love to have him participate. And Robert, I hope you are as well, too, again. Yes, year. I'll send one in again, yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, well, last year. How did it come uh, about? Pardon? Yeah, last year. How did it all come uh, about? So last year, my uh, art director Rick Guasco came to me with an idea. We were we were trying to think about what to do in terms of um, for World AIDS Day coverage. You know, it's always a challenge every year to come up with something interesting and original and that you haven't haven't been done before. And you know, on World AIDS Day, you know, so what do you do? And um, uh, he had this idea for a photo essay um, campaign that would uh, entail people taking a picture on one single day um, and to demonstrate what it means to live with HIV or what it means to live in a world with HIV. So we're asking, we were asking people both HIV negative, HIV positive, um, from all walks of life, anyone who is affected by HIV, not just those who are living with HIV. Um, and the idea was to kind of tear away at the stigma of living with HIV and um, and create a community where people could come together on one single day and you know show show what that means you know to 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 those of us who may not uh you know be directly affected although i you know i i really think that all of us probably are have been affected or whether we know it or not we know someone who who's living with it or who's been affected by HIV um and this you know campaign really really shows a di- the diversity of people um who are affected you know by HIV we we got about we didn't have um, much time um lead time to do it last year we came up with the idea in August we started talking about it and you know the day took place on September 21st last year like this year um in order for us to get it in the November December issue um that's the timeline that we were looking at we didn't have a budget we you know we really got everything out uh, mostly by Facebook and Twitter, you know, using social media. Um, and we got over 100 responses, um, people sending in photos, um, and about a couple dozen of those actually appeared in the magazine, and the rest of them all appeared on the website. And um, we were just really blown away, you know, by the the images that people sent in. Um, you can see them on a day with HIV in America.com. You can see last year's photos. You can see... Um, you can get ideas on how to take a good photo um, or tips for maybe, you know, the subject matter that you might uh, decide to choose for your photo. Um, so all, all sorts of different things if you check it out on the website. But, um, um, yeah, so, Robert, I remember the your big, image specifically. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big pumpkin. <laughs> can you believe it? And actually, I still have that pumpkin. It hasn't rotted, and it's sitting in my dining room. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. I swear to God, I still have it from last year, and it's not bad. It's still supposedly good. Are you a hoarder? That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just we grow them every year, and it's huge, and it's, I don't know. It just didn't go bad, so it's just sitting there. Wow. We have to um, okay. eventually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so does that, does that day, September 21st, is that something specific of why you picked that day, or was it kind of random? Um. Well, 
really ultimately what it boiled down to was um, the fact that in order for us to get it into our production timeline for the November-December issue, we didn't have a whole lot of leeway, and but we wanted to give people enough time between the time that we announced the project, you know, and to try to generate some interest. Um, and so that's, you know, that's really mainly pretty much what guided, you know, the the fact that we had to do it sometime between mid and uh, late September in order to get it in the November-December issue because, you know, it, we have to, you know, do the graphic design and do the layout and all that and then get it to the printer and then get it back and get it distributed and all that, so... Um, but that's really the main reason why we really chose that day. That's so cool. So, like, tell me, give me some examples of things people did, like the stuff that was really cool that worked really well. Sure. So um, one of the images that uh, you might have seen was um, appeared on Joe My God, his blog. Um, on, I think World AIDS Day he published it, but it was uh, a picture of a guy holding up his, uh, prescription uh, refill for a tripla, and it showed the actual retail price. Um, oh my God! For a month, I think it was like you know five thousand dollars or something, and you know, and of course nobody actually really pays that price, but right. still really drove home, you know what 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 we're dealing with here. You know, it's, it's a it's a huge commitment, obviously, to undertake, you know, to go on HIV therapy. You have to be ready to do it. You have to be lucky enough to have insurance, um, which, you know, some of us aren't even that fortunate. Um, but if you, you know, hopefully through ADAP, unless you're on a waiting list, um, you know, you can you can have access to these treatments that are, you know, saving people's lives. You know, Jack, you know about this and Robert as well. So, but... Um, the uh, it, it generated a lot of comments and discussion on the blog that day. You know, just seeing that image because it was so powerful, and yet it was so simple. Um, some of the other images that stuck with me, um, there was a guy riding on a bus, and he had his picture taken, and he but he chose, and we asked people to send in a caption as well, you know, along with the photo, um, and his was something to the effect that he didn't want to disclose his status because. He wanted to reflect the ambiguity and, you know, people not even knowing. You can't tell by looking at someone whether they're HIV positive. Um, we we actually got a lot of photos from people, uh, people in zero discordant relationships. So couples, you know, where one is HIV negative and one was HIV positive. Um, and we had some image, a lot of Im images from families. Um, one in particular was um, an HIV positive mother. Um, swinging her daughter on the swing in their backyard. The daughter is HIV negative and was born negative because uh, of, um, you know, because the mother was able to take treatment to prevent her daughter from getting infection. Right. Yeah. So just really, I mean, really powerful images that, um, but very affirming and very empowering images. You know, that's that was one thing that I really uh, got from the images that um, that. It really reflected the diversity in the communities that it affects, but it, they're not the sad kind of mopey or scary kind of campaigns that you see um, a lot of times in associate with people with HIV. Um, you know, they're very empowering and they're very self-affirming. And um, yes, HIV, you know, is uh, it's a big deal, but you know, um, with the tr right treatments and you know, good doctor, and if you have the right information. Um, you know, you can, uh, it can be a, you know, chronic manageable illness. 
Um, right. The le- one image that really, you know, the most powerful one I think for me was um, a mother with her two adopted daughters who uh, the mother's negative and the two daughters are HIV positive. They were twins. They're eight years old and they were pictured with their two dogs and the, and the caption, you know, said how the two daughters wanted to grow up to become uh, veterinarians, and I still get <laughs> I still get choked up when I think about that picture. But that's the one that was, uh, you know, it just says so much right there. It's uh, it's, a, it's a powerful, yeah. powerful photo. One of the ones but that I, I remember that stuck out um, of my head out of when I went through it was the one of Bob Bowers and yes. his wife um, kissing. Um, and, and like you said, it kind of it's an uplifting campaign. It doesn't really show the neg. You know what I mean? Like the, the dreary, the the scary side of it. You know what I mean? It's really more about every day we're doing everything from pushing our daughter on a swing to shopping, you know, in the supermarket with our kids. Right. Exactly. And you know, people don't you know think about that. I think when they when they think about somebody who's HIV positive or or you know um, or has AIDS, they an, a certain image or a certain, um, you know, uh, thought, you know, comes to mind as to what that means or what, you know, what they envision, you know, that person might, their kind of life might be like. And you don't you don't think that, well, you know, you have the same problems everybody else does. you got to pay your bills. you got to do your shopping. You know, you have to raise a family. Um, and you, you can have, you know, a healthy sexual relationship with your partner. And, you know, there's just so there's so so many things to um people living with HIV it's you know it, it's not all about HIV HIV is just one one part of yeah, it yeah i mean it it's part of it i mean there there is that side of it there is that side where oh god like even today i was super busy and i'm like oh crap i forgot to take my pills this morning and like there's parts where i mean it's not certainly not like it was in the 80s and 90s i mean although you know, it is for some people. There are some people that are non-adherent and have other issues, and, you know, people still die of AIDS, and there is that very grim, dark side. But the great thing about the treatment now is that there's a whole new, like, you know, landscape of people living with HIV and doing amazing things, and I think that's what this campaign is highlighting. I mean, yeah, we can show the Philadelphia story and how awful that that is and was and can be, but it's like, there's also the part like you're talking about this breaking down the stigma. And I get that all the time. It's so funny because Robert and I, before he came on, we're just talking about how long I was on project runway four years ago and people still like, well, it's also playing around the world currently. So people don't really have a time of frame of reference, but I left the show early and not related to HIV, but they're still like, are you okay? I hope you're okay. I'm like, okay, that was four years ago, so either I'm dead or I'm fine, (laughs) you know, but they have this preconceived notion that because you're HIV positive, if you get sick, well, then, you know, oh, God, you know, I'm like, no, actually, I had a cold last week. It goes away like a normal person. It's fine, you know. Absolutely. Um, You know, that's that's the, I mean, what you said about um, it is, it is still, people still dying from it. Yeah, I know. That's. That's the flip side of, you know, this campaign, you know, is is the sense that you de- there's a fine line I think you walk because you don't want to portray HIV as, you know, as not being a big deal. Um, right. And you don't want people to go away with the, 
you know, get the, the you don't want the message to come across as well. You know, you just take a pill and you're fine, and you know, it's, it's right. Deal. But um, yeah, so I get that. I totally get that. It, it's uh, it, you know, and that's constant um, something where I think we're always constantly juggling. Oh, I'm totally. I'm the same because I mean, you know, when I see people like, oh, well. You know, look at you, you're, you know, muscular and blah, 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 and athletic. And and I'm like, well, I'm, I work hard at that also. But, you know, I'm one example of someone living with HIV. But you also, yeah, at the same time, you don't want to glamorize it. I'm like, do you want me to tell you the awful stories? Like, I have plenty of them. <laughs> and, you know, and, and even little things that are annoying like you know when you travel you have to make sure you have enough medication and all that stuff so is it like you're so right in terms of it it's a very fine line between you want to reassure anyone who's contracted it or has been living with it yeah it's a very optimistic hopeful time and you know you most likely will be completely fine but stay negative if you are and always protect yourself yeah. because it's not it's not fun yeah so totally i yeah. get you I, but now i'm all concerned about what my photo the artist in me is like okay how can i have the best photo let's see maybe <laughs> i'll do a mosaic made of pills with a like, like <laughs> yeah and you know and you know just so people know you don't have to the image doesn't have to be of you if if you'd rather not i mean we had some images last year that people sent in somebody did just take the pictures of their pills getting ready to take their regimen for the day right um, yeah so i mean there's there's there are other things if you don't want to you know actually um well i clearly have a problem being photographed <laughs> <laughs> So it probably won't be of me, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, here you have a calendar. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah no. Um, we're gonna talk about. Yeah, I have a calendar coming out at the, the proceeds benefit Amphar. I'm very excited about it, but um, right. we'll talk about it once we're we're through with you. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is going on? I tend to um, dominate the question, Robert. You can. Would you have a question? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Um, well, uh, this has been keeping us kind of busy, the campaign right now. Um, we're, you know, um, leading up to the next few days, um, we're just uh, doing, you know, some more interviews like we are with you guys uh, tonight. And um, But uh, we also had, there's a conference here uh, in Chicago um, this weekend and going into Tuesday, so that's kind of keeping me busy as well. Um, but... Um, yeah, just, you know, plugging away, plugging away here. No, I hear you. I think actually we have a caller on the line, so I think they're, um, they may uh, be calling in to have a question, so let's just double-check that caller. Area code 604, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, do you have a question for Jeff? Yeah, just, you know, plugging away, plugging away here. Right, here Hello. Okay, I'm going to say no. Tell me, how can can people, um, because a lot of people are like, oh, I've never heard of this magazine. How can I get it in my doctor's office or my ASO? How can people do that if they wanted to get it, you know, delivered to their their places? Uh, Well, they can uh, go to our website, PositivelyAware.com, and you can uh, uh, 
click on it, I think there's a subscribe button, and it'll just walk you right through that. So we do send out, you know, to people um, who are HIV positive, if you can't afford it, you know, the magazine's free. We send it out to organizations um, around the country, um, 1,500 community-based organizations and clinics around the country. And, um, you know, we do ask for donations as well, but if, you know, you can't give anything, we still uh, send a magazine. We don't, um, um, you know, we don't. We want to get, make sure the information gets out there, so that's the most important thing. So it, you can go to the website. You can also call us uh, at our uh, TPAN, and we can um, set you up with that as well. That's really good. It's always in my one of the, Sorry, I um, it's always in my psychiatrist's office too, with my therapist. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I, if, if you ever have any ideas, like if if uh, if folks listening, you know, if there's a doctor's office that doesn't get it, you know, feel free to call us, or you know, um, you can email us at tpan at tpan dot com, and um, uh, we can get you, we can get them set up as well. So. It's surprising how, you know, even though we've been around over 20 years, sometimes, you know, we go to conferences or we hear from people who um, haven't heard about it. But we're pretty, I think we're pretty, um, you know, it, it is gratifying, though, too, when we go to these conferences that people, a lot of uh, a lot of community-based organizations are familiar with the magazine and the work that we do. You know, oh, many, totally. of our, yeah, yeah, many of our staff are and writers are HIV positive. Um, we have a lot of people who volunteer, obviously, to to do that because as as a you know not for profit organization and a not for profit publication um times are tight you know everyone can relate to that obviously and we we have to you know you know stick to really strict budgets and um but again i you know it's, i've always been i've been working at TPEN almost 20 years i've always been in with the magazine in one form or another and and my my firm belief has always been you know whatever it takes to get the information out there. I don't care. You know, we'll just send it to you. You know, people. We'll figure out how to pay for it later. Right. That was the the, the most tweeted question to me was, how can we get the magazine? Um, because they didn't know how to get it in their local, you know, doctor's office. So I think oh, that sure. a lot of people. You know, that they can go right to the website and and I guess or go to their doctor's office and have them go to the website to order a prescription. Yeah. yeah, and actually you can go, I just, um, you can download the PDF, correct, or directly on the website for the current right. issue. Right. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, fill it out, Jack, and <laughs> <laughs> put in, uh, you yeah. know, put in, put in I'm up with my, I'm up with my uh, cover, my, my positively aware magazine information, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So, so tell us more about you. Like, what's what's your story? I want to hear some personal dirt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, how long are you comfortable got? with? We can talk all night. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know. I mean, like, I, something that I you think our listeners like. How how did you come to grips with your status? Right. So. um well, I was tested positive. I tested positive in 1989. I, you know, I had just gone to my regular doctor, and he suggested an HIV test, and I was like, "Well, yeah, okay, sure, you know, why not?" It, you know, not expecting that it was going to come back positive, and um, when it did, um, I was just kind of numb. Um, as, you know, you have to remember, in 1989, there weren't a lot of treatments. I think, you know, 
there was AZT, and that was about it. And yeah, and that's so funny. Well, it's not funny, but um, that's exactly what happened to me. Right. Yeah, I remember your story. It was I was reading it. I was like, wow, that's so similar. Um, yeah. And you know, so he then he was like, well, I don't really treat a lot of HIV positive patients, you know, so I don't have a lot of experience. So I'm going to refer you to the HIV clinic at Northwesterns, which he did. Um, and so I walked home, you know, so I had no counseling, nothing, um, just can of myself and, you know, walked home and cried my eyes out when I got home and, you know, like, what the hell am I going to do now? And, you know, I'd lost so many friends at that time, um, you know, who had died and weren't able to benefit from the, the treatments that came along in the mid nineties that, you know, changed everything and turned everything around. And so, um, it was a scary time. It was definitely a very scary time. Um, but, uh, you know, through the clinic, I found uh, TPAN, where um, I started to come as a client and you know use, go to some of the support groups and and kept getting this magazine in the mail uh, and called you know Positively Aware and I um, saw an ad for a volunteer one day and and uh, decided to volunteer at the magazine and then uh, not long after that, then I started you know working part time and then full time and. And I've been there ever since. So, like I said, I've always worked with a magazine in one form or another. So we have a lot of other uh, – we, have, we you know, provide um, uh, education. You know, we do support groups uh, at TPAN. And we um, we do, like uh, – we have referrals. We have case management. And we uh, have a needle exchange. So we do a lot of different – we have prevention programs and testing. And so we do a lot of different things at uh, TPAN. But um, – uh, the magazine has always been, uh, you know, one just, you know, an extension of the the information and the support that we provide uh, through uh, using peers of other people who are HIV positive. So, TPAN, you know, was founded back in the day when there weren't in Chicago anyway. There weren't really any organizations uh, for people with HIV. There were just AIDS organizations like a hospice, you know, where you go to die, or or you know, a legal uh, clinic where you go to settle your affairs. But to learn how to live with HIV and to thrive. There, there wasn't anything like that, and so that's what TPAN was founded uh, on that premise, and, and still is to this day. That doesn't give you any dirt, but <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I just blogged a whole bunch of stuff about you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, so before uh, before coming to TPAN, I was a club DJ, so um, at uh, some of the clubs here in Chicago. Uh, one of them was Bistro, Dugan's Bistro, which was the Studio 54 of the Midwest. So that was back in the late 70s and early 80s. And um, so there are some stories from there I could tell you. Definitely. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Jeff, I do have a comment here in the chat room. It says, Jeff, I've worked with you for many years. You are an amazing man. I love everything T-Pan does for our community. Thank you for all you do. Uh, Jason Taylor. Wow. Oh, how sweet. That is that's so nice. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, th- that's so interesting. I just can totally obviously relate to that where the, doc- the my doctor, I'm sure your doctor, I mean, you're, when that news takes you into another world. Your head explodes and, and, like, you don't even, it's, like, simultaneously, like, emblazoned into your brain and you remember the moment but you also go elsewhere it's really don't it's a bizarre experience and um and i think the doctor was just was more nervous than me because like you know like you're a physician who wasn't trained in hiv you know after 
you know, counseling. So he basically would just like shoot me out the door. And I was like, um, okay, now what the fuck do I do? Like, awesome. <laughs> so it's so, it was so weird. It was such a bizarre experience, but for some reason we're still here. I mean, yes, statistically we shouldn't be. So I think it's because, well, part of, I always say it's because, you know, there's work I'm supposed to be doing. So. Yeah, that's kind of the way I felt, you know, and I and I know that we've lost so many people that who could have done such amazing work and did such amazing work, and you know, I don't, um, I you know, it's you, you sometimes you have that survivor's guilt. It's like, well, why did I, you know, make it and and they didn't? But you know, you just yeah. But then I think you know who knows who knows who they motivated by their right. death. You know, it's like I have I have a partner who passed away in 1996 and. His sister does a lot of great work now, and even my mom is um, does amazing volunteer work in Seattle. And um, just because you know that's it's the same thing with fighting the stigma. It's like it has a ripple effect. You know, one person finds out about one person, then you're not so scared, or you are motivated to do something. So, yeah, it's really awful that all these people passed away from HIV and AIDS. But also, and it was weird. I was just talking to someone recently about how because of that it actually mobilized the gay community and did a lot for homophobia just visibility and unfortunately people died and it take people it, t- it took people passing away and dying and such a travesty to make the news but it made people visible and it was like listen we're here and that's how we need to fight the stigma is by being visible and saying like listen like you know, a lot of people won't talk about it, but we're here. And, like, that's, that's why the project you're doing is so amazing. You know, it's just we'll show people, like, I'm your neighbor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm your neighbor. I'm your father. I'm your daughter. You know, I'm I'm your lover. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just, you know, and just to get the conversation going, you know, it's, it's you know, if we can't talk about it, we'll never, we'll never make, you know, the kind of advances in, ending the epidemic um you know at the conference today you know we're talking they were talking about i was at a prep session so they're talking a lot about you know prep and what's next and um but you know it's interesting to see how it's um there's a lot of different things you know that we can do um and i think um you know treatment is great but we're not going to treat our way out of this epidemic so um you know we have to use uh different types of prevention we have to, you know, we have to look at prep. We have to look at um, condoms. Obviously, we have to look at, uh, you know, circumcision. I know for for some communities that that's going to be um, uh, that's going to drive down incidents, you know, or um, the rate of new infections. And um, so it's going to be all these different uh, combinations, just like combination therapy. There's going to be have to be all these different combinations of that, are, that is going to get get us to where we need to be. But if we can't even talk about it. You know, we're never right. never going to make any headway. So, and I think that's what this campaign it starts that the, the conversation. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I love about it is it allows the everyday person who may be just beginning uh, to, to want to share their story or to accept their status. It gives them that opportunity and that platform to really put themselves out there and and maybe for the first time, you know, really disclose in a way that's been, that not everyone's comfortable doing, but some people may do that and may want to be, you know, put their face out there and they've been looking for a way to do it. And this is a great opportunity. 
Yeah, and you know, just thanks, and just to speak to that, if I could, you know, there's, we we did have some real concerns initially with this campaign, especially in the first year, uh, and we just, so we took with uh, confidentiality and, um, you know, the fact, making sure that people know that when once you put this out there, it's it's out there. So make sure you're ready for that because it's one thing. Maybe you know to tell your close friends or your family or your you know your community might if you live in a small community maybe uh, or a community of circle of friends you know if they know but one you know if it's on the internet once it's there it's you know, forever it's there forever <laughs> so um, and then we you know we make we have people uh, you know uh, sign and fax in their release forms and. And then we contact them back, and so you know, so we make sure that uh, uh, that that uh, you know it's who they say they are. First of all, submitting the photo, and um, you know, uh, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and making yeah, and making sure that they you know that they realize it's uh, you know um, that sometimes because like we got picked up by AOL last uh, last year, and so uh, you know, there's a lot of um, Chance that it can go even further than just our reach, even even our readers. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think also, I mean, like you, you've been positive for twenty-two years now, like me. So, it gets to be not a big deal, and obviously, you have no issues speaking about it, and neither do I. But you know, for some people, it's still because of the stigma and. It, that's why we have to keep being so vocal. And actually there's a question in the chat room, like um, how do we re-engage the, the, well, it says the LGBT community, but it's any high risk community or any community in general about HIV and AIDS. And it's, it's, it's hard now because, you know, it took people dying to get it into the mainstream news and like projects like this are great, but it's like, once people get to a place where they feel comfortable and they're like, oh, I can survive and I'll be pretty much okay, it's like the urgency of the ACT UP days is over. So I get asked that question all the time, and I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I think we have to constantly, you know, reinvent uh, the wheel, so to speak, and kind of, you know, um, rebrand it, if you will, and reinvent like Madonna, you know, reinvents herself every few years, um, or you know, Lady Gaga will probably have to as well. And it's you know, it, and it's kind of the same with, um, with the messages and prevention messages, and um, and uh, we, you know, that that conversation you have to constantly, uh, you know, figure out who it is that needs to hear the message first of all, and then you know, how do you target that community and, and what what's the message. But it is, yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely a challenge, continuing challenge. Right. It is very hard. Um, one of the comments in the chat says that they think that the LGBT community is really focused more on marriage right now. So that could be kind of why they're, you know, not really focused or um, which is great. With HIV yeah, with which saying. is great. You know, now we can yeah. you know worry about the rest of our lives. You know, uh, we didn't have those options. You know, 20 years ago. Um, we were worried about, you know, just surviving. Um, now we can worry about things like marriage and raising a family and having kids just like everybody else. Um, and getting old and where we're going to live and where my gay old folks' home is going to be located. 
Oh, that's funny. Well, I know that you are on limited time with us, Jeff, because you obviously were at a conference all day and have a lot to do and probably have to get up super early tomorrow. But I want to thank you for hanging out with us and, and telling us about your amazing project, A Day with HIV in America. Oh, thank you so much, Robert and Jack. It was really nice talking to you. And, again, if you know, people, uh, if you just go to dayhivinamerica.com, you can find out more information. And if, and, you want to put my if you want to put my calendar in your magazine, feel free. Okay. And if you want to post on a tweet about it or post it on Facebook, just help spread the word the next couple of days. I just Wednesday. I just posted it all over our Facebook. I'll do it again. Great. Thank you. So, yeah, just Wednesday, the 21st, take a photo and send it in by the 26th. Sounds great, Jeff. Thanks so much. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Jack. Have a good Bye. Night. Bye. Alrighty then. That's cool. So, yeah, it's it's an awesome project, and it really helped kind of put a face to the disease. And, you know, because people think HIV looks a certain way, so it's kind of nice. And I did it last year, so I'm going to do it again this year. I'll be actually at, I'll be at a conference uh, I leave uh, tomorrow um, for the body. I'll be representing um, the HIV-AIDS part of um, this Health Central um, right. conference in Philadelphia. And me and Mark King will be there um, representing the body.com. And it's, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited. It's in Philly, so it's local to me. Um, they're going to put me in a hotel room, and, you know, I'm going to go down there and have a good time. So hopefully it'll be fun. Yay. Um, I'm That's what's coming up for me. <laughs> cool. So I'll be um, I, was ser- I, was, I, mean, I was serious about him putting it, the calendar in his magazine. <laughs> I'm going to get his information from I you. I think he would. Why wouldn't he? No, no. Um, I'm, the thing is, for me, like, I know it's going to be in some other places, like it's gift-giving, like their gift-giving issues before Christmas and stuff. So, basically, what you need to know about the calendar, I'll tell you what it is. You can, it is, I I just had this idea one day because I've done so many photo shoots with all these great photographers, and it's like it's fun to be on blogs and whatever, but it's really done. It's just been for fun because people wanted to, and they're like, oh, you're sort of a celebrity, so let me, like, you know, I'll take three pictures of you. I'm like, oh, if I'm not doing anything, I'll do it. And then I was like, well, I have all these really great photo shoots from fairly, you know, some of them are more well-known than others, but I was like, why don't I put together a calendar, and I'll just do it for charity, and, like, literally 100% of the proceeds are going to charity, and I'm not keeping any of it, and I'm you know, I'm covering the cost of printing and shipping, but then other than that, like, everything's going to Amphar. So I'm hoping to raise, like, $10,000. That's my goal. So I have to sell. Well, I have to sign. I told everyone I'd autograph them, and people are like, can you write a special message to me? I'm like, oh, girl. I'm like, really? My hand is going to be bleeding. Like, I'm like, I'll try my best, but... um, I'll sign my name with my cleavage. Does that work? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, there's pictures of my butt. Is that not enough for you? Like, really, what what do you want? Um, but, no, you can go to um, – I'll put it in the chat room. Maybe you can type in the chat room because I am a challenge typist. But it's uh, jackmackenroth.com backslash 2012 calendar. And it's only 14.95, and then there's a flat shipping rate of 3 bucks because I'll send it anywhere in the world. And which is cheap, and it's it's fourteen, fifteen months. I can't even remember now, but like, but um, yeah. So you know, if I can raise ten thousand dollars for Ampar, I'd be really excited. So, um, I just got them. There's huge. There's my my living room is full of boxes. It's hilarious, and my roommate's like, "What full the hell are you doing?" Full of pictures of yourself. Yeah, I'm like, um, I did a calendar of myself. <laughs> 
But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, it's like I don't care because visibility saves lives. So there you go. Oh, my Lord. I'm looking at some of the photos that you have on your blog on that um, the calendar page, and holy Lord. They're oh, not yeah. even – listen, my whole thing was like, you're not going to do nudes, are you? And I don't do frontal nudity anyways. But, but I was like, yeah, my butt in some of the pictures, but I was like, you know what? Like, the Australian rugby players do it for charity, so I'm like, what's the big deal? It's not pornographic at all, so, you know. Right. If I can raise some money by showing my bomb, I might as well. <laughs> I've, done, <laughs> I've done more for less, honey. Trust. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, let's see. If you guys like to give us a call, we have about 12 minutes left. You can reach us here at 347-215-9442 and talk to Jack or myself here. Got a question. Um, and press the one when you're calling in so we know. Um, I think we have a caller here, so let me bring this person on. Call, you're on the air. Do you have a question for us? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, do you Hello. have a question for us? Yeah, this is Bradford McIntyre from uh, Canada. A positively hey, Brad, positive. How are you? Great. I just wanted to say that uh, uh, Positively Positive has actually uh, been uh, working with Rick Grasso, and uh, we have the uh, we've been putting out the information on the uh, uh, event on September 21st. And so I just wanted to say hi to Jeff and and. Uh, Robert, you and Jack, and all the great work that you're doing. We're certainly awesome. uh, looking forward to seeing all the pictures come September 21st. Yeah, I can't wait. It it's like, sounds like such an amazing project. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, I uh, was involved uh, promoting it last year, and uh, and actually took part. And we're actually encouraged. They're actually encouraging. Uh, participants outside of the United States to get involved as well because, you know, it's really about breaking down those, you know, barriers of stigma and discrimination and and uh, it's about, you know, how we're all living with HIV. Of course. You know, so it, it, it's really, really great. That, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really making, uh, it's not just, uh, you know, when, when either all of you there, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, it just it doesn't stay there. You know, it collectively is going out. You know, so that people around the world actually we're we're all moving in a much better direction where there is, you know, more acceptance and and breaking down the stigma is is a lot easier when you have, you know, people coming forward showing. You know that they can live with HIV, and uh, you know, move other people to, you know, lift the burden of you know hiding that they're HIV and and uh, you know relieving themselves of the stress of what that's like. As Excellent. Well. Yeah, I mean, just think of it's the same. It's the same kind of parallel as you know homophobia it's like the more people become familiar and less afraid and are exposed to it and just keep we keep you know being visible and saying and standing up and being counted it's like you know then the mystery and the the, the fear and um, the discomfort it just dissipates so 
the more we can all be brave enough to say, you know, here here I am and be counted, it's a great thing. Well, I know you're all uh, inspirational, you know, for people in Canada living with HIV. You know, we are connected and, and uh, you know, know the work that you're all doing and admire you for it. And, and those of us that are, you know, HIV positive and out about being you know, HIV positive, you know, are you know, extremely happy that in 2011 that there are so many of us that are publicly speaking out. Right. I agree. Thanks for calling in, Brad. Appreciate it. Thanks. Great to talk to you guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Robert, did I tell you the – did we get into the the fight that I got in on Grindr? Did I tell you the story? (laughs) No. Tell me. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god now um well it, it it so i was chatting with this guy and he asked me my hiv status and we'd been chatting for like literally 10 15 seconds um and i told him i was positive and he was like oh my god i can't believe you waste my time and i was like um okay like clearly you have some issues but whatever bye so it just got to me to me thinking and i posted on facebook i'm like Asking someone their HIV status is the dumbest question ever. Like, because unless they tell you they're positive outright, like, well, that's fine, I guess. And But you should always, it's a pointless question because you should assume if you're going to be engaging in any sort of risky behavior that they're positive regardless. So you shouldn't have to ask. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. I just, I just thought about that and I was like, that is the dumbest question. It's a point. There's no, there's no correct answer. You know, because right. if someone says they're negative, do you believe them? Like, oh, okay, you know, because nobody lies. And then, like, and also, if a quarter of the population that is positive doesn't know that they're positive, then even if they don't think they're lying, they might not. It's It just got me on thinking this whole thing. I'm like, you know, you shouldn't really even bother to ask someone's status. You should just assume they're positive. It, it, saves, it saves everyone time. <laughs> Exactly. So anyways, yeah, he went off and called me like an asshole, and then I was like, wanted to make everyone positive, and I was like, um, okay, take your meds and go to bed. <laughs> people, people are asking you what grinder is. Oh, sorry, exactly. I shouldn't open that can of worms. Um, it's a social networking site on iPhone where boys meet each other for to do naughty things. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the clean version. No, it's just a stupid hookup site. It's a pain in the ass is what it is. Um, but, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, okay, yeah, they're saying it's an app. Yes, it's an app that you can download on your phone. Yeah, you can download um, it. And th- now, all, now, all those apps, that's something I ask you because I don't know anything about those. So when you go on, is there, like, a question that they ask you, like, that you can fill out your HIV status for those like, no, not on that on? one in particular. And actually, I'm working with a site right now called Positively Frisky that is geared for HIV-positive people, and they were asking me questions very similar to that, like, should we have, you know. Um, and so I, there's no place for it specifically. And actually, the reason I don't really like this site is because it's it's just a very quick – there's, like, ten questions about, like – Locate, it's basically a GPS, and it does people nearby you. And um, 
But it doesn't know. It doesn't leave a lot of room for information. And I just put in my profile that it gives you, like, 140 characters to describe yourself or something. So I just say I'm HIV positive, but which clearly he hadn't read that far. Most people just look at the picture. But um, <laughs> but no, it doesn't. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because if you go, there's other sites where they do give you that option and nobody says that they are. They just say... They leave it blank. I mean, and the people that they that do, like, you know, there's a handful, and considering the percentage of people they assume are positive in the gay male population in metropolitan areas, it's like, you know, 95% of the people aren't disclosing. So it doesn't really matter. But like I said, anyone, you should always assume someone is positive. So <laughs> it should matter. I saying it's, it's great for stalking. <laughs> what? It's a, it's a grinder? <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. I'm sorry I let that out, but No, that's fine. It's whatever. I have, I have needs like everyone else. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go and grind there and look for Jack. <laughs> you can. Yeah, if you're in Harlem, you can fucking find me. <laughs> Just don't so berate me for being HIV positive or I'll block you. <laughs> so people can go right to your website right now. You said Jack McEnroth um, backslash or forward slash. Um, yeah, and if for some reason calendar. you can't remember, jackmcenroth.com slash 2012 calendar. You can, there's been a, I've gotten a ton of press on it. Um, so, and it's, you can just buy it through PayPal, which you don't have to have a PayPal account. You can just buy it with a credit card. It's only, it's only, I think it comes out to like $19 and change. Um, which is really cheap as calendars go. I don't even know one really uses calendars anymore. It's just basically a picture book. But I'm signing all of them. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I'll try my best to, like, write your name and say hi. And people have been sending me messages that say, like, please sign this. And I'm like, oh, really, girl? Like, I'm mailing these all myself. I'm carrying these. 2,000 of them I'm carrying to the mail, to the post office. So I'm going to be busy the next month but yeah i would love you know i mean when i write that check to ampar it'll be all worth it so i'm very happy to do it i'm gonna have to put up um um a, a link to it on the pause i am network so people can go and purchase it directly from there that'd be awesome i, I would love it and actually surprisingly i just got them uh yesterday the day before i don't know it's all been a blur but i posted the the thing on my website a month ago, um, and I've sold 250 just in pre-sale, so I'm pretty confident that I can sell 2,000 like by the first of January. I'm hoping, but the more press I can get, obviously, the better. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah so I'd appreciate, really appreciate if you did that. And, and I, I, mean, I am going to talk to uh, Chief Han and. Uh, Positively and I can blog about it too, and we can put it. In, I can blog about it and get it on the. Hopefully, get it up on the body. dot com too. I think that would be great. You know, I'm yeah, sure a lot totally. of gay men would love to see you in your banana hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, you're the kind of person. You definitely should have a calendar. Your calendar material. That's definitely, and you're going to sell tons of them. We actually are down to our last minute, believe it or not. So okay. you can follow Jack at, at jackmackenroth. dot com. Um, or at Jack McEnroth on Twitter, and you can follow me and the radio show at Pause I Am. 
Um, and you know, wait, really quickly, you yeah, know, I'm up for a Twitter award. The the voting's over, win? but I'm but I might know there's four left, and I um I find out on the sixth of October I'm the best gay tweeter. So yeah, well, don't expect to learn anything if you follow me, but you'll laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds great. So they can find you again, jackmackenroth.com or at jackmackenroth on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, that's it. So have a great day. All right, Jack, man. I'll talk to you in a few weeks. Pleasure. We'll see you in uh, Philly soon. All right. Can't wait. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you all for tuning in to this edition of Pause I Am Radio. We will return next Sunday, September 25th. Um, Jeremy will return with me. Have a great evening, and thank you all for tuning in. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love, and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS, but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. Remember, you can find more information on our radio show and our host at www.posiam.com. That's www.posiam.com. Thank you and have a